0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is
1: what you missed. Have you ever avoided going out because you didn't want to deal with parking? Most say yes. Right. Most of us have skipped a social event because we knew parking would be a hassle. Speaking of parking, we'll drive around for an average of 10 minutes looking for an open spot that's free. Half of us have used public transportation or Uber to avoid dealing with parking. And two-thirds of people, and I think this is an interesting idea, especially now with uh, Toronto looking at increasing parking tickets and fines for other traffic violations, two-thirds of people who avoid uh, paying for parking say they'd be more willing to pay... If they could reserve a spot ahead of time. So, you know, especially oh. the, like the Toronto lots. Yeah. Not necessarily street parking, but the Toronto lots. If you could somehow go online. Yeah. Find the lot nearest your location. Yeah. Prepay for a, a how, how they would keep that open for you. I, I don't know how. Yeah. So the city could then double, you know, if it was going to cost you 20 bucks to park it'd charge them 40. Right. And then you know you got a spot, and in and out you go. And speaking of the uh, parking fines in the city, they are going up uh, quite a bit, from thirty to seventy-five bucks. But the one that's really could get hiked, somewhere close to about four hundred bucks, they're looking at, is the blocking the box fine. And this is where you uh, get stuck in the middle of an intersection, right. or you're stuck over a pedestrian crossing. Yep. Blocking the Box is also a name of a movie I once saw. <laughs> Actually, it's called Unblocking the Box. <laughs> Marriage is called Blocking the Box. Anyhow, could you imagine getting a four hundred and fifty dollar ticket because you were sitting in the middle of an intersection? Parking in
0: bike lanes. Yeah. Another one too. That's up to a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And and really steep. Um I I I've watched a couple of they have that parking wars show. You ever seen that? No, I have not <laughs> it's, it's it's run out of the states, I want to say like Baltimore or something like it, or Philadelphia, and it basically it follows uh meter maids, some people be giving away okay. parking tickets and those who go around and boot cars and, and just the conversations and the arguments that they have to put
1: up with. Oh, it's got, there can't be a worse job. Oh my goodness. Have you ever had your car towed? And, and yes. Yeah. And, and it happened to me once Maria and I were downtown. We were on Spadina and we came out of a shop and her car was gone. And I think the lot was down under the gardener at the time. And, uh, the guy, when we finally even found out where the hell the car was, which took forever, we ended up grabbing a cab and took us down there. And, uh, the guy was in a caged box and, you know, we, I don't scream at anybody. I, we were obviously upset and bothered by it, but we accepted that we, what we did was wrong. Mm -hmm. We parked in a no parking zone, but by mistake, I don't think we, we probably didn't even realize, but, uh. The, the heat these people must take. Oh yeah. When people show up to get their car, especially nowadays. Well, and, and, and part of
0: it too, I had the same situation. I was parked, um, I was going, I was in school at the time and one of the instructors worked at a radio station in Toronto where you used to work, I think at one point, North Toronto. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, and he said, well, he invited us down to those studios to check them out and we went, we ended up hanging out there for a couple of hours and I had no idea. That the street parking that was allowed out front ended at a certain time right right right? that the rush hour came and all of a sudden you weren't allowed to park on that street right so I walked outside and my car just wasn't there and I had no idea and this is before you know cell phone technology had the internet in your hand Mm. to just Google where the hell to go and end up going back and asking security does anyone know where the hell they even take your car. And this was like the Young and Shepherd yep. area. Yep. And they took it to like York University. Like it was way what the hell across town. Yeah, yeah. And so I had to take a cab or I think I th- maybe a buddy drove me over there. Who also had a card, obviously. And then, um, and then I had, but it was a couple hundred bucks yep. to get this thing out. Yep. And again, my mistake, rookie, I just had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how long I was going to be either. So.
1: What, uh, what year do you, we think this was that you were at? Uh, 2000, you know, maybe? I might have been there. Right. I might have thought I was Joe Cool. Look at these college kids. <laughs> You'll go nowhere. No,
0: no, no. This was in the <laughs> afternoon.
1: <No. laughs> you were long gone. I was long hammered. Lucky in the news having the story about Wendy's uh, surging prices, doing an Uber-style price surge right. situation. And I heard yesterday people were uh, were upset, but then others argued that uh, dynamic pricing isn't that big of a deal because prices already vary a bit by location. Now, I don't know if a uh, Wendy's in Sudbury charges more or less than, say, a Wendy's in Brampton. I, I don't know, but... Um, I would be surprised by that. That could be the case. Well, you think they could just because even for Wendy's as a corporation, getting the food to Sudbury you think would cost them more. Mm -hmm. So if they had to charge an extra 25 cents on every burger or something... Look, I mean, they can do whatever the hell they want and you just don't go there. I mean, I, I hate the pissing and moaning. It's a company. They can do whatever they want. There's a million burger joints. Right. You know, or if you find out that they're surging prices between noon and two, go at 1150. <laughs> There's an idea. And I, I, the only reason I'm a little upset about this is because yesterday I had mentioned our new diet and how I was going to go for baconators in the middle of right, the night. Right. Yeah. They're just trying <laughs> to screw with
0: me. You, you ruined it for everybody. I
1: did. If I hadn't opened my mouth,
0: <laughs> anyhow. Well, it it is. I I, I get it in a sense that um, you know they they have a busier time and they could have things in late night hours, and they did have at one point like a late night menu or something like that, or or a quick. Uh, menu all right uh, like the popular items like, like a frosty shouldn't be you know a more expensive on hot days Than mm. colder days, but is that what we're going to do go to at, at what point does it end?
1: well again when when something is an option you have the option to say no. Of course. Okay, do we get upset at hydro and electricity and and uh, gas for our cars and groceries when they go up? Of course we do, because we need those things. Right. And we've got nowhere. I can't go to Joe's Heating or Joe's Electrical uh, when, you know, hydro hikes it. But there's an A&W right across the street. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a McDonald's down the road. There's a Harvey's. There's a this. There's a that. And anyhow... You want to do something good, not only for yourself, probably, but for the local economy. Go find a mom and pop burger joint and eat there. And I think, I think the uproar is
0: more about spreading the message as well for, for so many, mm. where it's just like, Hey, this is what's happening. Mm. So as collectively, if we stop going, they'll probably stop doing it. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, that, that is one of the rights we have is to, to jump and shout and scream. Yeah, uh, A lot of people like to do it. Uh, and so if they're going to do it for this case and it was going to save me a couple bucks on my lunchtime burger, sure.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, I think it's mostly the online complaining because we just complain about everything. And I, and I will back anybody complaining about anything that we need. But when you have options and you're an adult and you can make decisions and go somewhere else and do that, and and listen, just by boycotting them, just by going, okay, I'm not going back to Wendy's then. Right. Well, that might change their tune after a while, yeah, right? Exactly.
0: So. Well, and, that, and that, that's it. If, if people, you know, it's interesting that we come up and, and you know, make an announcement. I guess they have to make an announcement that they're going to, going to be doing this. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or they would just quietly do this and put it up on the on the board. I, I you know what I do like their burgers, uh, which sucks. But I tend to be there more on a, a late night thing, and maybe they need to have that too, and just say, hey, we have uh, a late night menu that's a lot cheaper, mm. um, or a limited menu uh, during times where okay, we're not going to be serving a salad at one a.m.
1: And remember when uh, the only place you could get Wendy's was uh, downtown, and so living out in the burbs, it was such a treat if you'd be in the city, to go to a Wendy's and have that square patty. Yeah. The strangest thing you'd ever seen. <laughs> um, they're not cutting corners, but they're gouging no. lunchtime. They're also planning, supposedly, to implement AI-enabled suggestive selling, which would probably be some kind of upselling.
0: Right.
1: You know, getting people to add a Frosty
0: yes. to, their, uh, to their burger. Probably. Oh, it's hot today. You might want one.
1: Yeah. I, uh... Yeah, I'll just go across the street a and W. I think it's a more of a superior burger anyhow. And it's so quiet. I don't know how that, the one location we have here, I don't know how it stays in business. It seems like there's <laughs> never anybody there, but I enjoy me a, a teen burger onion rings. I oh, like a, the burger better, dude. Oh, I do like it. A, a Interesting. W, yeah, much better. Mm. Uh, the onion rings are far superior. I think Harvey's onion rings are by far the best onion rings. Well, I'd agree. Um, but I do like a, a root beer. I won't, I will not have a root beer anywhere else. I won't buy a root beer yeah. at the grocery store. I'm the same way, but I will have a frosty root beer at A&W. Man. And I think Harvey's is a better burger than Wendy's. Is there surge pricing right now? Because I could kill any one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, with my current diet, I I could join you. We had the uh, we had the uh, cauliflower egg pizza last oh, night. Oh, that's right. I think prisoners are being fed better. Rabbits eat better. Actually, it was tasty. It was good because it was a pizza. So you had sauce on it and also it was was fine and whipped it up quick and made it for like $14. Okay. Here we go. Well, we're going to the trues tonight and we're supposed to maybe go grab something at a restaurant prior to the show. And now I got to check with the boss and say, listen, can we actually eat outside of the house anymore? Can we have a social life? How does that work? When people were asked if they would choose comfort food over gourmet food if you had to pick a lane which one would you go almost all of us say comfort food hmm uh, now this uh, I guess survey didn't really define what comfort food was but it, you know things like chicken wings pasta pizza burgers right and but
0: what are most people defining as gourmet?
1: Oh, probably anything in a fancy restaurant, right? I would think.
0: You know, a lot of people's definition of fancy are different.
1: True. I remember we had friends who came up from Cleveland once in the 80s, and we went to Swiss Chalet, and they thought it was the finest dining restaurant <laughs> they'd ever been to. <laughs> now, Swiss Chalet is amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing.
0: The fire is only in the kitchen. <laughs>
1: and your lake isn't on fire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. um. Weird foods you loved as kids, but later, as an adult, realized they were strange. Things like ketchup sandwiches, just oh. ketchup and white bread.
0: No, I don't think I did
1: that. Sometimes they spice it up with a cold cut. Eggo waffles with melted sharp cheddar cheese. That's very English. I'd eat that right now. <laughs> cut up hot dogs on everything. Right. Scrambled eggs, mac and cheese. Oh, yeah i I would put on for me i used to like jam
0: and cheese sandwiches mm so I'd melt a Kraft single slice on some toast and put some jam in there, too.
1: That's the next one, grape jelly and grilled cheese. There you go. Yeah. All right. Weird. Uh, I and bet you, it still tastes great. I bet if you had one today, you'd love it. Um, I don't know so
0: much, but we'll see. <laughs> and the other one we used to have all the time were Vienna sausages for breakfast.
1: I don't know. Those are Those, those, those little
0: tiny ones? little ones in the can.
1: Yeah, okay. Right. I remember
0: those. I don't know if I've ever had I'm them. You know, packed in there. Huh. So that was something, uh, probably from my parents' background, he used to get sure. that too. Yeah. And you know, because it didn't have to be stored in in cold. Uh, back in the Caribbean, they could have those for breakfast.
1: So funny, your dad, as being a doctor, was I mean, the generations had changed, but I'm sure he was still part of that group of doctors who were telling people how to live their life, and then going home. <laughs> oh, and yeah. eating
0: all the wrong things <laughs> and smoking. And I remember my
1: dad, or my doctor, when I was a kid, he would smoke in his office. Wow, he'd be in seeing. I mean, have a dart. Uh, my dad, I think, smoked before
0: I was born. Okay. But, uh, but gave it up. Uh, I want to say he was hypnotized. That was one of the stories. Oh, the yeah. That went to a, they went to a hypnotist to, to huh. stop him from smoking. Uh, but yeah, boy, he was big on the Diet Cokes or, or just oh. like the pop at one point. Like Tab, I remember growing up. Really? A ton of Tabs. And then when he got onto the Diet Cokes, they, there was like four a day. Wow. Oh, yeah. Like he'd have a couple at like lunch, a couple at dinner. Forever. Forever, forever. Wow. Now, well, and he he gave that up later on in life.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, there again, the difference in your home and mine growing up, huh? Your dad just <laughs> liked pop. Were you allowed to touch the pop in your house? Well, he didn't drink no the alcohol part uh, of it. No, so it wasn't
0: it wasn't just the mix at that point. Oh yeah. Although I wasn't allowed to touch the diet cokes. No, you were. Those were his. Those were his. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Not no. that I was reaching for those anyway. He were I
1: not. want the sugar. Uh, I, I I got. I cracked up my father's car. I flooded their basement. I never took so much heat as when I finished his mix before he got home. Uh, other odd foods we ate as kids. Spaghetti noodles with canned beans. Chili and cinnamon rolls. Oh. What? Eh, that's odd. Ham salad. Grinding up uncooked hot dogs and mixing them with sweet relish and mayonnaise. Ooh. Yeah, that seems kind of gross. My goodness, especially uncooked. Milking uh sorry, drinking milk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Milking what? <laughs> what what are you eating? Uh drinking milk with spaghetti. I remember doing that as a kid. It, it I always thought it tasted great, maybe because the acidity of the sauce and the smoothness of the milk mix.
0: Yeah. Well, know buddies has they drink milk at every meal.
1: We did forever. Right. Yeah, growing up for
0: sure. Well, we had Coke.
1: <laughs> Diet. Coffee and crackers. You take a plate, line it with saltines, pour coffee until they're softened, then spread some sugar to taste and eat them with ham. Oh, my God, That is so strange. Now, I do remember. so specific. It sounds like something uh, the lovely Maria's family used to eat for breakfast. They would make coffee and they'd take day-old stale bread. And they'd throw it in the coffee. Dip, yeah, and it'd go, go all soft and mushy, and I guess it would be like a cereal. Oh, good. Now <laughs> Muffet sounds so much better. <laughs> now, this is sad. Gary Sinise, best known as Lieutenant Dan uh-huh. from Forrest Gump. Uh This guy, first of all, ever since Forrest Gump, he made it a mission to support veterans in the U.S. Yes, and he's got the uh, Dan Taylor uh, Band, Lieutenant Dan Band, I yep. believe. Was Taylor this last name? I can't or remember. He? Uh, anyhow, he's got the uh Lieutenant Dan Band, and uh he's been raising just tons of dough. Dan Taylor, yeah. Uh Raising tons of dough for uh, vets, and he's been uh, awarded by them, and they've acknowledged everything he's done. And just seems like a really solid guy. Great actor, too. Yeah, great actor. His son, Mac, died. Oh. 33 years old from a rare form of cancer. Hmm. Called his son an incredible inspiration to those who knew and loved him. And he faced his battle with grace, courage, and love. So no one knows the pain of burying a child. That's not the way it's supposed to go. And so, uh, yeah, Gary Sinise losing his son at 33 years of age. Hmm. Um, There are uh, a lot of parents who are upset with uh, the popular Peppa Pig. Now, was Peppa Pig a thing when your kids were little? Yeah, not huge. Yeah. I guess Peppa's kind of a brat. And some of her uh, young fans are following her example. One parent now catches her son saying, Ew, yuck, when presented with food he doesn't want. He also snapped, you're not my friend anymore, when he gets mad. And one time he told his friend that he had a big tummy. These are all things the boy learned from that Peppa Pig. A <laughs> uh, parent coach says Peppa is rude and impatient. And the show teaches kids that it is uh, who she is and that it's okay. Another critic of the show says Peppa acts the way any child might act, but she isn't taught that it's unkind. Of course, uh, Hasbro execs who oversees the franchise doesn't agree. He says Peppa has a natural, authentic reaction to the world and has the ability to express how she feels. So be aware of that if your young children are getting into Peppa Pig. Hmm. Peppa's a pig. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: A little judgy pig.
1: Yeah. Drew Barrymore's Playboy spread is coming back to haunt her. When her daughter recently brought it up in a conversation with Christina Aguilera, she said, my daughter wants to wear a crop top. I'll say no, and she'll go, well, you were on the cover of Playboy. And I'd say, yeah, and that put you in this house. (laughs) (laughs) And that crop top. That's why our house is bigger than the Playboy mansion was. That's right. Uh, Christina defended Drew's cover and said she was just expressing and empowering herself at the time. Drew agreed and said she loved every minute of it. Drew posed nude at 19 years of age, January 1995. Her daughters are 11 and 9. Mm. If my 11 or 9-year-old threw something in my face, (laughs) they'd be getting something in their face, my fist. (laughs) Not really, kids. I'm only joking. (laughs) Child abuse is not right on any form. The good slap on the arse doesn't hurt. <laughs> Drea DiMatteo, best known from the uh, Sopranos as Adriana, she lost everything because she refused to get COVID vaccines. And at one point she was down to 10 bucks in the bank and was on the verge of losing her home. Then only fans came to the rescue. This is amazing. She says it saved us. OnlyFans saved my life, 100%. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it really did save us. Just five minutes after posting her first risque photo, Drea had dug herself out of a financial hole and paid off her mortgage. Oh, my. After five minutes. (laughs) Paid off a mortgage in five minutes? Yeah. So she claims. (sighs) Uh, she goes on to say, anybody that wants to condemn me and put me down, go for it. I just hope you never find yourself in the position I was to take care of two little kids. So, mm. good honor. Hey, listen. If you've, got, if
0: you've got goods of any kind yes. and someone will pay you for it, I guess. I mean, I would
1: love just to open a profile for me. <laughs> where You'll oh, have to pay others. Oh, oh, only fans <laughs> would say you're taking up bandwidth. <laughs> There's no point. I guess uh, Doug Elliott sent out a note about uh, Pink Shirt Day for Fully Awareness, and Uh obviously uh, I didn't read it because I didn't wear a pink shirt. I actually don't own a pink shirt. Sure, but I'm, you know, I I always find it funny when people do wear the pink shirts or the ribbons, and it's all for a good cause. Whatever it, whatever the day is, it's all good. But there's a lot of it. I always think, oh, I see you wearing the shirt, but then you do nothing about it. You know, here's I would suggest if you're a parent and there's bullying issues. First of all, teach children as much as you can. To treat everybody with respect and kindness. And if you find out they're a bully, you send them off to Wilcox, Saskatchewan, to the Catholic school where they're going to put them in the military.
0: You know, I, I've we've had this discussion before that, you know, would you be more upset if your kid was being bullied or a bully?
1: Oh, a bully.
0: And, uh, I, and I'd, no, be, I'd be, I'd be terrible for them. I'd be upset if they were being bullied. Mm. I would be pissed yeah. if they were a bully. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh and, and you know what this is and, and the beauty of pink shirt day is kind of the way it started was a kid uh, out east who was bullied for wearing a pink shirt mm. one day so the rest of the school wore pink the next day yeah and and the statement is not about raising money it's not about you know putting money where the your mouth is it's just literally saying hey we got your back yep and I, and I like that idea the message of it.
1: Well you know children learn most of their uh, their socialization in their home so I'm going to assume both of your children are top bullies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Says the guy wearing black ah, yesterday <laughs>
0: to match his heart which isn't pink.
1: Actually after you mentioned cuz you're wearing a lovely pink shirt and I yeah. applaud you for it. I don't know. Nobody else in the rest of the building got this message. It's amazing in this building. Oh my Halloween, goodness! Halloween, Easter—we're dress- dressing up as bunnies. Yeah, every other day is shirt day. No one else has got pink on it does, today. Doesn't seem to be. You're the you're the uh, standout guy. All right. Well, good on you. Well, I good. Yeah. Well, Lucky's. Yeah, also. I mean, I'm in a room full of bullies. Well, that's right. You'll see a photo on Lucky's
0: Facebook <laughs> page. <laughs> <laughs> Which where, is classic you. Where
1: I'm being very kind
0: and loving <laughs> yeah. and supportive. Share some kindness today. That's the message. Yes. Have someone else's back.
1: Yeah, whether you're wearing black or pink or purple or blue, be reasonable. Right. Um. Less than, fi- uh, less than 15% of men in North America are 6 feet tall or taller. Just less than 15%. Less than 4... Are uh, at least six foot two, yet in the NBA, 87% of the players are taller than six foot two.
0: Less than 4% of the population is six foot two. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. But most of us lie and add an inch or two. Yeah. I well, know. Not everywhere. <laughs> everywhere.
0: <laughs> that is crazy. Though. Yeah. Cause when you see someone who's extraordinarily tall, like they stand out. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it's something.
1: Barney the dinosaur, which was, uh, was originally going to be a talking blanket, then a teddy bear that came to life, but eventually just became a dinosaur. All right. Just became annoying as hell.
0: I think the teddy bear's been done. I mean, Probably. Ted was after that, but yeah. it really hilarious. But the, uh, but I mean, just in you know, Winnie the Pooh, there's been talking bears, lots of them. How many dinosaurs was a bit different
1: how many episodes have you gotten through of ted
0: i haven't watched it yet i seriously i've i've recorded it haven't watched it.
1: but yeah, of course you watched law and order toronto i watched one episode you, the point is we're like eight episodes into ted now i know I the know. the season is over <laughs> is it really ted died <laughs> those <no> stuffing ones <laughs> yeah it's already done you missed it where where was i you get me so upset Sorry, I'm bullying you. Don't bully me I'm watching this show.
0: I'll watch what I want to watch, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You are a bully.
1: I am. In work, this is a character I play. In real life, I'm... I'm, Oh, yeah, he's a sweetheart. This is over. I'm cleaning people's feet. (laughs) Uh, Working at a standing desk only burns 64 extra calories during an eight-hour day.
0: Well, so I cut that down to 32 for you. Yeah, and then when I
1: get home, and have my chips and hot sauce. Well, and... <laughs> you're on a diet. Well, not during, not when Maria's uh, <laughs> not <at> home. Piling <laughs> back everything.
0: You're pounding back steaks and burgers oh. at lunch. She oh, comes yeah. home. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, let's get back onto the veg. Mm, zucchini. <laughs> mm. Uh What else we got here? Oh, historians believe the idea of wedding rings dates back to the ancient Egyptians who believed there was a vein of love. <laughs>
0: oh. I saw a movie. <laughs> I bet you did. The
1: vein of love in the left hand's fourth finger with a direct route to the heart. Oh really? Yeah. You still wear your wedding bag? I got it. Yep. How many years in? Uh fifties. I wonder if I hung in did I hang into twenty? Well mine well, wearing it, you- it? I don't yeah, I don't wear it anymore. Well it broke because my fingers got really fat. <laughs> you broke the metal. It, it, well I you know what i to <laughs> that be honest, throbbing vein of love yeah, you have. It was Throbbing, that's right. <laughs> to be to be perfectly honest, I had a bad habit of tapping it. Okay. A, and I so put a crack in it. Plus it was plastic. So
0: <laughs> And it had turned my finger green. I don't know if I could get this off if I needed to.
1: So I um so you don't take it off like ever, not in the shower or washing no. your hands or nothing, eh? So then I think we got it fixed. And then I got Then pretty, she got you fixed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I got pretty fat there at one point, my huh. hands got really bloated, and yeah, it just never went back on. Huh. So there you go. Uh okay. I really gotta stay focused here. Uh, we're working at the desk. We do. Oh, Japan has the most 7-Elevens. More than 21,000. Thailand is second. South Japan, Korea. Japan the yeah. most 7-Elevens? Not yeah. the U.S.? The U.S. is fourth. Fourth! But most of Americans eat at a 7-Eleven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now is, now, like, is a big gulp still a big gulp in Asia? I don't know. They, they don't seem to do things in the, to the excess that Americans no, do.
1: Google that. See if there's a, a big gulp in 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 uh, Japan, yeah. 7-Elevens. The first book ever sold on Amazon was a book about AI called Fluid Concepts and Creative Analogies. Someone bought it in July of 95. So I guess that's still when Bezos must have been working out of his garage. Uh, 95-year-old groundskeeper George Toma prepared the Super Bowl field every year for 57 years before he retired after last year's game. He was known as the SOD Father. That's good.
0: <laughs> That's a good one, actually.
1: And he's in the uh, Football Hall of Fame. When Bobby Flay was eight, he asked for an easy bake oven for Christmas and he got one. Well, that was smart of his parents. And some people who listen to contemporary Christian music count what is referred to as JPMs. That's Jesus per minute. <laughs> <laughs> Now do we know? Have we found out? Uh, I'm looking at. If
0: you go to Japan, they have uh, different drink sizes. Okay. Than uh, than we do here, or um than the American one. Uh, where did I just had it? Hang on a second. Yeah. No so problem. the uh, so the the drink sizes offered in Seven Eleven uh, in Japan are 200 milliliters, 450 milliliters, a liter, and 1.5 liters.
1: Oh, my gosh. You could park a jet ski in that thing. Yeah, but
0: in the U.S., (laughs) they have medium-large, extra-large, and double-extra-large. And there's also a size called the Team Gulp in the U.S., (laughs) which is 128 fluid ounces. That... Is
1: 3.78 liters. For the person who just walked off the face of the sun. God bless America. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The
0: Rock.